Whoa, it worked. <laughs> it worked. Hello and welcome to Still Unsponsored. I'm Chris. Hey, I'm Zach. And this we made week, it. we actually have uh, all of our audio working correctly. 37 is, tries. <laughs> 37 tries. 37 yeah. different iterations is more like what it is. So basically, don't touch it. Yeah, now don't touch. It. Now, just don't leave it. touch. Just, yeah, don't touch. Right, exactly. All right, cool. Uh, we got a couple of good things to talk about. So we're going to talk about LastPass, Apple VR, some productivity stuff with Slack, as well as uh, Google managing, uh, you know, managing basically like target CPA and bidding strategies for SaaS, uh, as well as the uh, Zach's Guide to Hiring Offshore VAs, which is something that I am newly interested in or not not newly, but re-interested in, I guess. And Zach, you've done a lot. So, gonna educate Is this you. the first time we actually had like a itinerary of what this episode's going to contain? No, I think in our older episodes, we were better about it. But this uh, time, I don't know. We're getting into a little bit more of a groove now for like the new way, where we plan five minutes ahead of time. And actually, we have all of our planning recorded. We just... Then said, okay. No one should ever see that. No one should ever see that. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be in the archives of hell. Yeah, it'll get cut. Um, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right, cool. So, uh, Zach, have you read about the LastPass hacks? Yeah, have you? Yeah. Were you a LastPass user? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, Uh, both business and personal. Like, yeah. 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 Okay. So, yeah, that's kind of sketchy. Right. So let's uh, let's uh, I'll I'll summarize what I think I've read about this, and you can help me fill in the gaps here. So mm-hmm. LastPass was quote hacked, and at first they said in August. Yeah, and at first they said, oh, basically it's kind of like the e-commerce side of our business. Like it was like names and email addresses. So yeah, that's bad. But they didn't get the vaults. They did definitely didn't get the vaults. And so nothing to worry about. And then fast forward to what was it? December, something like that. They it was like, like December 23rd. Yeah. They're like JK. They totally got the vaults. Yeah. But because of our encryption, there's no way that they should be able to decrypt your vault. So, right. you know, don't don't worry about it. Right. At which point. So the first hack i'm like okay i think these hacks are just becoming like a fact of life in these e-commerce it's a platforms fact of life, it's common yeah right exactly i mean like uh in the crypto wallet world ledger had their like their woocommerce or shopify store hacked and so people kind of go after them for that but the device has never been ha- like successfully mm. hacked mm-hmm. um so i'm mean, like i wasn't super worried about that but then when they said they had the vault it's like yeah. all right now it's like Kind of a matter of time. Well, well, yeah. And the other sketchy piece about it too is like, oh, well, if you use our defaults and blah blah blah, but most people don't have secure secure passwords. So right. Like, you know. Right. Yeah, it's only a matter of time before I, I think that these things are going to just. I, here's what, did they get every single vault or just people? I, I think they know? got every single vault. And then the other thing, well, so and here's the well, other that's thing sketchy. is that's there's architecture. Crazy. There's a, like architecture change. So. Yeah. The at first 
LastPass said, everything's encrypted with the mega encryption. Don't worry about it. And then they came yeah. back and they're like, actually, there's some unencrypted stuff in the vaults. Right. Like, you know, and so it's not the name, all, the names of the sites. Yeah. Right. There's some fields yeah. that. Right. Exactly. So it's just like WTF. So when I heard that, I spent a portion of the Christmas break switching to Bitwarden and okay. changing all of my important passwords and making sure that 2FA was, you know, live in force. It was a good security uh, checkup. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I also had like 800 sites saved in there. Dude, so. I'm at 1,500. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you move to? Uh, one pass. One pass. Yeah, I moved to one pass. Yeah. Um, super impressed with it. I'm actually like very, imp- I, I'm kicking myself that I wasn't using it before compared really? to LastPass. Uh huh. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. When when LastPass was bought by whatever it was, Citrix or. It was like LogMeIn or something. Log me I, in. I don't know. It was some weird yeah. company. Yeah. I was like, ooh, I don't know about this. And so, yeah, it turns out, turns out the answer is yes. It was not a good move. Well, okay. So, anyway, so I don't know. I don't know how Bitwarden works, but what's really neat about One Pass is they have um, like two keys essentially. So they have your master password, mm-hmm. but then they also have it tied to. There's another like like crazy ass key that you need it. It's like you need both of those in order to unlock it, mm. and they don't store them. So it, it kind of puts the onus on you. You know, I with LastPass, you were kind of you could. If memory serves me correctly, you could kind of reset your master password. But with this, like, n- there's something about it that doesn't cross into the servers. So automatically, like, this thing is, even if they got the vaults, it would be useless because you need these these two factors to go in. So you can't really brute force it. Um, so that's one thing that was like, oh, that's that's pretty cool. Number two, the built-in two-factor is super slick. Because mm. I don't know about you, but I was using LastPass Authenticator on my phone. Yeah. Yeah, with this thing, it's built into the freaking thing. So, like, I log in, and then it automatically pre-fills the two-factor, and I'm in. Okay, so I, I've i done a couple of laps on this because Bitwarden... So, Bitwarden is cheaper. I think it's the cheapest of the bunch. It's open mm-hmm. source. Um, it's like $10 for a year, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a bunch of options. You can run it in your own cloud, or you can run it on theirs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got a master password, which I don't know if you can reset. I haven't gone through that yet, but one of the big things that was like, it was kind of a change as I was moving from one to the other is that two FA element. And so authenticator yeah. is attached is clearly attached to your last pass account, but you can't necessarily see the, the, what it, what are they the one time you know mm-hmm. sort of hashes or whatever from your yeah. vault? So at first I was like, oh, they're not attached. But then I'm like, well, no, they definitely must be attached. And so we just can't see it from the interface, but they got to be stored there. Um, so I went from mm, I don't know if I like this architecture. I think I like them being separate because what's the point of having a second factor if it's stored right there next to your password? Yeah. yeah. Right. It's sort of then it's just like an inconvenience for you, not really someone that's stolen your vault and actually has access to it. So 
I, I don't know if I really have like resolved that feeling, but in terms of UI, I do like how this style works, how the, the, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you just like cut and paste the password, cut and paste the, the one-time password yeah. and bam, you're yeah. in. Yeah. I, I like it. I mean, if you think about what two factor is supposed to do, it's supposed to keep out people. So if they guess your password. Right. So in that case, right. I think it's pretty cool. I don't know. The, the UI, I'm just, I'm blown away. Uh, I'm just, I'm absolutely blown away. It's just mm. how. I'm, now you're how making just me, like, you're making me second guess my, my. Yeah, you might, you might get a little bit of FOMO here. Like you should just check it out. Yeah. Um, And then you can do like things. So the account I have, I can share it with like the whole family. So that's kind of cool. Um, and it's all included with the price. Mm. Uh, there's just, it's, I'm, I'm actually just, I'm surprised at how much I was putting up with, with LastPass. And not even realizing it. Yeah. So like you can do different vaults in your account, which is really cool. Oh. So like I have work one, which has all the sharing and everything else there. Yeah. Then I have my personal one. And then if I wanted to do one with like, you know, the house of Zach, I could do that as well. So it's, it's just crazy that the UI, like I was literally, I, I, yeah, I would try it out like seriously. And I'll, I'll check it like a bid warden too. Um, I'm actually surprised at how much better I liked it. And I just put up with LastPass because that's what everyone was using. Yeah. For the last, I don't know, I've been using that thing for what, 10 years now? Five years? Since, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. It's been a long time. I, I would say that I'm, there's some elements of Bitwarden that are maybe not as good. There's, I, I like the password generation better than LastPass. I like, mm-hmm. There's there's a lot of like just sort of little things and maybe like mm-hmm. the security architecture and the options for the way that you can configure it yourself because I'm I'm kind of like one of those like security through obscurity type thing where it's like okay well you do it a little bit differently than the way that everyone else yeah. does it and it's going to slow someone yeah. down like it doesn't stop yeah. the the spear fisherman right you sure. know or the, the sure. person that's decided you are the target in that sure. case all bets are off you're fucked um, yeah uh, there's a book called the end of the world no no, no what's it called. This is how the world ends, I think, which is mm. about uh, cybersecurity. And hmm. basically you come away from it just depressed. You're like, oh, <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> let like, me read that book. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, OK, if one of these criminal organizations or a government decides that they want to spy on you, it's like you're just screwed. You're done. Yeah, you're just you're just be. done. Yeah. Uh, there's no there's no fighting it, uh, you know, <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I'll check out one pass, and uh, maybe we'll we'll I'll do a follow up se- yeah. segment here, and we'll decide w- yeah. which is best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, one weird thing is, I was talking to a a guy that I know that's in cybersecurity, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I read everything about LastPass," and he's like, "I think I'm going to be okay, and I'm going to stay with LastPass." I was a little bit surprised by that. I'm like, "What do you know that that I don't here?" Because this just seems strange so well, yeah if they got the vaults they can brute force and just yeah it, it, uh, yeah yep yep yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah okay next topic apple vr will they won't yeah. they what are you reading i'm reading they will yeah uh i'm also reading that they're looking at doing a macbook pro touchscreen that's the latest rumor as well right now which is kind of bizarre, but anyways. After years of, of insisting years that of they saying, won't. yeah, this is yeah, exactly, yeah. So I think uh, on the VR side, they'll do it. I just 
what is the killer app? And I think we talked about it before, maybe a little bit, but what's the killer app with this thing? Um, we definitely have talked about this before in, in retrospect. So the question I have is if this thing's coming out, what are we missing? Okay, so here's my question. Is it VR or is it AR? Oh, it's definitely going to be AR. Yeah. And so if it's VR, then, yeah, I don't know. Like, maybe they can make the headset lighter. Maybe they could make it, you know. Look at them. What, to play games or what? Watch yeah, TV I mean, Apple's never really been a game or... thing. Yeah, and Yeah, exactly. You know, I really, like, I, I've got a, actually, we both do. I, I probably use my Quest more than you do. Because I turn it on, it sits right underneath my desk, and I turn it on, and I kind of like go, okay, what'd they update? And kind of look around. And the last time I turned it on, it was maybe the first time where I stopped going, wow, and started going, well, it (laughs) feels like I'm looking through binoculars (laughs) into the metaverse. (laughs) And so I'm like, I don't know how I would really like this. Oh, you know what triggered that is they, I got a pop-up that's like, we now have like a new work monitor mode so like as you pan your head it's like there's different desktops in front of you floating out there which i'm like why when you're in like a 100 percent surrounded thing I, I don't know uh i am surrounded by work yeah but then it's like why would i want like defined <laughs> monitors i don't know but it's not like i don't see facebook slash meta making the same moves it's like they're executing the 1996 PC gaming playbook, not hmm. the new like mobile app gaming. Dude, I don't know. I, I I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the deals with Meta. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Oh, and here's the other thing: is if you wear that, at least for me, if I wear that thing for mm-hmm. more than like 30 minutes, like my neck is like not happy. Yeah, I mean that's a good chunk of weight just just plunk, on the front of your like face. On your yeah 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 exactly. Yeah exactly. So yes, I I think it will be. Uh, 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 AR, not VR. Yep. But again, I still don't know. I, I'm still failing to see what the crazy killer use case is for it. Oh, man. I feel like I can think up a bunch. Like, I think that with the right integration with cameras, it could be pretty cool uh, for like, you know, what the Facebook's doing with the Ray-Ban thing. But like, if you actually were seeing no, cues. No, that's Snap. Isn't that that's Snap? No, no, no. There's, a, there's one right now that. They, oh. I think Ray-Ban did one with Snap, and then they probably just cut oh. and paste with some minor updates to do one with Facebook. Which <laughs> uh, <laughs> is not how Zuckerberg wants to frame that one. He's like, oh, we no. did this all originally, you know. But yeah. still, like, that is a creepy idea because it's like you push the button or you say, hey, Facebook, and it starts filming. And so, like, that part of it's creepy. Um, Google Glass, remember, they had a thing where it oh, would yeah. like facial recognition and then tell you who the person was. And then oh. they turned it off because they're like, it was too like stalkerish. But <laughs> that for me would be a killer app, you know, being at trade shows and being able to like pop my CRM into my peripheral vision and be like, oh, I know this person. That's a customer. Like, this is their thing. And then know like where to steer the conversation. And it would just be more productive. And so I I think that maybe that's a thing where it's like when Google Glass was out, that was and you had this wonky looking thing on your face. Uh, oh, that was a weird. It was like a side thing on the glass. It was weird. Yeah. Yeah. It was like yeah. straight out of Star Trek type. Yeah. <laughs> setup. Uh, maybe then it was weird. But I, I don't know. Like I that I think would be cool. Think about driving, though, like and having your um, directions like kind of move as well you the car i mean a lot of those cars have that though now like they have a lot of those cars have those um 
what are they called? The the heads up heads display. displays. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they got the heads up displays, yeah. and so they'll do that right on the right on the glass in front of you. But imagine like a plain head up heads up display that's moving like it's relative to the orientation of everything else. Whereas the heads up display in a car is like here's speed and here's your turn. So it's kind of like what's mm-hmm. on your phone or what's on your your dash. So I guess what I'm picturing is more like as you're moving your head, you're seeing like, oh, that's this street or that's that street or that business that you're looking for is like down over there. Um, and so it's it's more like, you know, contextual, you know, type thing. OK, so how much money would you pay for this thing? Ooh, price point is going to have yeah, to be. Yeah, here we go. I, I yeah. think it's going to have to be like iPad Pro level. So like thousand bucks. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's gotta be between like the, I think it's gotta be between the Apple watch, like the highest end Apple watch and like kind of like their highest end iPad somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. And then here's the other thing is it's, it's one thing wearing something on your wrist. It's another thing wearing something on your face. So how do they yep. get all the form factors right? And then they got to go interface with prescription lens manufacturers because yeah. is it sunglasses? Is it? You know, mm-hmm. is it prescription lenses? Is it, and that's not like yeah. insurmountable by any means, but it's just like there's a whole ecosystem that's got to grow up. It's not, yeah. it doesn't feel like, oh, on launch day, everyone will be able to get this, no problem. So, well, again, it's all hypothetical. Who knows what's happening? But yeah, I mean, I, the Apple car is questionable at best. That's been, <laughs> yeah. what was it called? Project Titan? Is that what it was called for I years? Know. I don't know what happened with that one. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, who knows? I don't know. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next five years. Because, you know, if it, like the Apple Watch, when it first came out, it was very novelty at best. Mm-hmm. Like, I got the first. I don't know. Did you get the first one? I got the first one. I think I waited a generation. Okay. Smart move. Because the first one was slow as hell. Yeah. I mean, you look, boop, and it would just mm-hmm. spin, 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 spin. Um, but it was a novelty, and now it's it, they're so commonplace. I mean, right. it's, it's kind of crazy, uh, which I actually put a little thing here on our agenda that I added last minute. I've gotten rid of my Apple Watch. I went to something else. Okay, yeah, we, um, we want to talk about that. Um, yeah. Yeah, because I, I, I've been experimenting also with, like, the alerts that I get, mm-hmm. um, and we'll talk about that in the next segment. But, yeah, I... The, the VR versus AR, like Apple Glass type thing. Um, yeah, I wouldn't want to necessarily be sitting at uh, at dinner seeing like a scrolling list of updates that are being pushed to my phone. You know, that <laughs> yeah, that sounds kind of terrible. Um, but oh, I got email. Oh, I got oh, like I'm just reading my falling email. Apart. <laughs> I mean, oh, then story. you can still look like Explosion. you're. You could still look like you're making eye contact with your significant other, but you're actually reading your email. <laughs> I think it defeats the purpose. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're going to be like, right. your, your wife's going to figure that out. Well, like, your eyes are like going to be like twitching back and forth, yeah. back and forth. Take what are you off doing? your Nothing. glasses. <laughs> <laughs> no hats and no AR at the table. Yeah. Okay, but I mean, mm-hmm. how about this for a killer app? Like, uh, this is kind of what Microsoft was working on, which is... Um, tutorials you know so you're working on something and it's like this is uh you know this is how you put this thing together you know and it's yeah it's instead of having to reference like okay here's the directions and here's my work and here's my directions here's my like it's just like you know kind of all in one view um 
Unify has a AR portion of their app where you can hold the phone in front of the switch and mm-hmm. it'll tell you what the wire goes to. And that's pretty sweet. So imagine that, but it's just in your glasses. So you walk into a server room and it's like you're already seeing the wiring diagram just sort of overlaid into the real world. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Pokemon Go. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it'll be. Look, I'm not saying it's like silly, but I am stretching the imagination. I just, I. To launch with, like, it's gonna be like the iPhone, right? When it first launched, you couldn't do any apps. It was literally like phone, Safari, <laughs> iMessage. That was it. I, I think so it I might mean, also like, be... you're gonna have to open up the ecosystem. You're gonna have to like, right? And it'll be interesting to see what what the killer app becomes because I have a feeling whatever they launch with is not gonna ha- be it. Oh hell yeah! But just because... building that framework out and having a solution out there for developers to go create crazy stuff. I don't think sure. Steve Jobs foresaw Uber or Tinder or you know, like any yeah. of any of those things that sort of sure. like define the modern world. Uh, you know, Tinder defines your modern world. Chris. Well, I mean, okay, actually, I've been talking to some single people recently, and again, reaffirming my my excellent decision to get married young uh, <laughs> because it seems like a dystopian wasteland out there. <laughs> All right, yeah, so I imagine. mean, kind of. We should move on, but like, here's another one. It's like they, um, you talk to a lot of, a lot of people that are dating right now and they're like, the idea of walking up to someone in a bar is not a thing anymore. It's just Mm. like people meet on apps and that's it. And so if you walk up and just start like chatting someone in a bar, like, you know, I have heard women say that like, that's creepy. You know, I'm like, (laughs) that's basic human interaction. Like how do you, (laughs) how do you, how do you manage the real world? Uh, but I'm like, okay, I understand that. But if it's augmented reality, imagine being able to like scan a bar or a club and be like, oh, that person is someone that I've connected with. And, you know, there they Dude, are. That's creepy. That's super creepy. That's <laughs> yeah. This but guy's it, a creeper. This one isn't. This guy's, <laughs> this yeah. guy's got a criminal record. Okay, Zach, here's, okay. Here's the, the app that we're going to work on. It's, it's the, All like, right. hey, you want to build an app? Hey, you want to build an app? Hey, you want to build that? <laughs> it's the augmented reality app, and it allows you to take inventory of who's in the bar and who you've connected with on dating apps, and also maybe a light scan of who might have bad shit in their uh, in their past. So, if a dating app allowed you to, let's say, connect with your friend and say, "Hey, this other person's crazy," like you should avoid them. Like imagine the alert coming up while you're there. Be like, you know, my my BFF says dated this person or had a chat with them and turns out that they're just like bonkers. Um, Don't steal that idea, listener. That's that's (laughs) taking it to the bank. You can have that one. I don't want to be involved when the lawsuits start. Yeah, Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) No kidding. All right. All right. I think we beat that one. You're getting all Miami over there, Zach. I see multiple rings on multiple fingers. YOLO, yeah. Yeah, so as I foreshadowed, uh, I got rid of the Apple Watch. Um, I just got, it's just too bulky and big. So I've switched, this is my day number two now or three of this Aura ring. Okay. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, the one downside about it, there's a monthly fee. Mm, that's what stopped so, me. 
yeah, it's like five bucks. I think it's like five dollars a month or something. Yeah. But so you get a free month. I'll, I'll see what happens when I don't pay for it. Like what I lose access to because I think it has like meditation and things like that, which mm. I don't. I don't really care about. Um, but anywho, the statistics and the things that are coming out of this thing like blows Apple Watch out of the water. Um, so like uh, the big thing that they have is like your um, your 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 essentially your readiness score. Uh, and it yeah. takes in a fact. It takes whole bunch of factors into play um your resting heart rate your variability your body temperature your respiratory rate how well you slept i mean it's just the amount of statistics coming out of this thing are just impressive um so this is totally like you know for fat schlubos like me um you know some of the stuff's like oh you really are you need to get your butt in gear but for like you or for like my wife who's much more physically active this is some really cool stuff like it tells you like, hey, you didn't sleep as well. You can take a little bit easier today when you work out. Yeah. So I wear a um, a Garmin Tactics, which mm-hmm. is like kind of the Phoenix, and it's a, it's a quite the unit. That's it's, a, that's a beefy. It, it's it's beefy. Yeah. Um, which I don't really love the aesthetics, but yeah. when you're actually using it for, so what I wanted to do, the reason that I got this is I had used one of these before. This is the second Garmin watch I've had. Mm-hmm. And I found it to be kind of like first generation Apple watch. It was sort of slow. The biometrics were really basic. It was kind of like heartbeat and the number of mm-hmm. steps that you took. Um, it, it wasn't really giving me like a whole lot. And the, the integration with iPhone is messy, like super Mm. messy, um, which it makes sense from Apple standpoint. They don't want to give you the same level of granular control that, that the, the Apple watch has. So the Apple watch crushes all the Garmin watches from a integration into the iOS system. Mm -hmm. Mm Um, however, the reason that I kept wearing it all the time rather than just when I'm hiking, because the big screen and GPS and battery life is it's I charge this thing like every week and a half. Um, yeah. And that's using GPS and using it for, let's say, one and a half workouts a day. Um, it, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. The screen's big. It's bright. Like I can use it to navigate when we're on the trail. But mm-hmm. it's the biometrics that really bring it into its own like new thing. So yeah, I, you know, every morning I wake up and I'm like, how do I feel like I sleep? I feel like I slept like this. Okay, how would the watch think that I slept? Yeah, I wear it yeah. when I sleep. Gives me the training readiness. Mm-hmm. Gives me you know kind of the same stats that you were talking about. So when I'm looking at like, well, how hard did I work out this week? There's a metric called intensity minutes. And so it's not just like, well, did you do four workouts? It's how hard did you work out during those workouts? And like, what was the effect on you? And Mm -hmm. it's been like, this thing predicts when I'm sick. So yeah, well, right. That's yeah. Yeah. This apparently does that too. Yeah. It knows I'm sick because I've had COVID and a cold uh, while using this thing. And both times it knew that I was messed up before I knew that I was messed up. (laughs) It's like, it's like your stress level is off the scale. And yeah. I was like, I don't know. I feel fine. And then it's like next day I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I love it. 
Um, okay, so you... So the, the challenge, though, so that the thing is, is you, that's a giant hunk of thing yeah. on your wrist. That's right. So that's why, like, I was not so happy with the Apple, because I, I like wearing watches. Mm. Yes. And so what, I'm not going to be a, you know, D-bag that has an Apple watch and then a watch, and, <laughs> I mean... Maybe Miami style. I don't know, but that would be just, that'd be over the top. So that's why I like the ring. Cause it's like, okay, it kind of fits there and you kind of forget about it. Okay. So here's my, I did a bunch of experimentation and this sensor that's on the, uh, it's probably the same, essentially the same technology that's on all of these smart devices, but it doesn't have to be on your wrist. And so mm. I did this thing one afternoon where I just like kind of put it on random spots to see if it would like measure the same thing. And it does. So, Chris, we know where you stuck it. <laughs> <laughs> it measures. We know where you put it. it. I haven't done a thorough all options <laughs> test because uh-huh. you're giving me some ideas. I'll get yeah. back to you on that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, arms, legs, whatever. And so my solution to wanting to wear my nice watch is I put it on my ankle. Mm. Or if I'm doing a workout where I know my wrists are going to be um, like I'm going to be hitting my wrists, essentially, yeah. then I'll put it on my ankle mm. and it works. Mm-hmm. So I don't think you could do that with this, unfortunately. No, no, no you can't. So, mm. yeah, but I looked at that one and I thought, oh, that's a good solution because... It's on your finger. So I think mm-hmm. it would be better for sleeping as well, maybe. It, yeah, I mean, it's. I, I think its primary focus is probably sleep tracking. Mm. How's Which the battery Apparently doing? I sleep fine. Uh, it says seven days. So, I mean, I charged it up. I got it Saturday. How long does it like take to charge? still. Like 10 minutes. Oh, sweet. I mean, it was super fast. Yeah. And it's like there's inductive. No because there's no, yeah. like, it's all waterproof and everything. You. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it just, it, yeah, it's inductive. I got the little... Just, it's like an app watch. Just pop it on there. It's got a groove. Um, Very cool. Yeah, it's it's neat. I'll I'll you know obviously play with it for the next few weeks and see how it is. But as I get back into working out regularly, uh, it'll be interesting to see kind of how my body reacts because I've never got those insights out of Apple Watch. I don't know if the Garmin does this, but this also does integrate with health. It does, yeah. So like it does, yeah. It pushes all that stuff in. You don't have the fitness tracking. You know, oh, I walk twenty minutes, whatever. You don't have that, but. All that stuff is going into Apple Apple Health. The thing that was a little bit weird was it's integrating with health. And so over the Christmas break, when I was traveling, I was getting these alerts from Apple Health saying your patterns have shifted mm. <laughs> a little bit. You know, it's like you <laughs> used to work out like this, but this week you're working out like this, which is basically not at all. Zero. <laughs> kind of implying, well, what are you yeah. doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And like again, I don't know how I feel about that. Like it's it's amazing insights. I feel a little bit weird about that data getting processed, you know, in some cloud somewhere. But I mean, yeah. I, here's the other thing, Zach. Is the once you get in tune with that data, the mm-hmm. you can start messing with your diet, messing with your supplements and your sleep and stuff like that, and you'll see your like training readiness and your heart rate variability, all that kind of stuff change. And so. I know that like I've recently changed some stuff and I noticed like my training readiness went from like, okay, you did a monster workout yesterday and you're not going to be ready to work out for two days Mm -hmm. to, which I never really followed that advice, um, to, okay, no, you're, you're ready the next morning like Mm -hmm. to do Mm -hmm. the same or more. 
And I'm like, oh, oh, wow. Okay. So it's kind of weird that it can tell that from, you know, your heart rate and your, you know, whatever. Magic, man. Magic, I don't know. Yeah. Mm. So. Cool. All right. Well, that, that was a good topic. A little bit off the marketing side, but I like it. Health. Yeah. Health. Health. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Slack. Is Slack yeah. counterproductive? You changed some things this week, you said. I did. What'd you do? Or last week. Last week. Last week. A couple things. So old man Zach is back in action. Uh, so Dinner I, at 4.30. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so I went to Apple Mail okay. uh, from Gmail. So I'm back to using like a desktop client. I know. I just saw your cringe right now. I just saw that. I it, First of all, it, it, I just like having a thing, a focused area. For some reason, the Gmail okay. interface... Dude, I've been I've tried to use this thing for how many years now? The Gmail interface is just there's something about it that I can't get behind. I don't mm. know what it is. I like a traditional email client. I know I'm an old man, but that's 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 the fact of life. So that was change number one. Change number two is I've been emailing a lot more because everything right now, well, not this past week, and I think we started touching on this last week a little bit when we had our last recording. Um, to me, like Slack is a distraction like no one else, and you're just all day right you can't stop you can't think even when you turn off the note so i i've tried to hack it. i've turned off the notifications the you know the um, alerts in the corners the the badges that like i've minimized all that um but you're still kind of especially i think with the you, you have the same problem too is you have the dual screens mm-hmm. so slack is always open so no matter what notifications you turn off you can still see the bolding when stuff's coming in you're like oh i right. need to go look i need to go look um, so my big thing this past week has been, uh, not doing that. So like legit closing Slack. So it's running, but in the dock and I've been emailing and I've been very focused on what I'm using Slack for. Uh, in this case, it's like, you know, emergency or something super quick or very timely, but anything that like you can, you need more than probably one sentence to come across. I've been sending an email. And so I've been going back to kind of, I feel like an old man again. I feel like I've gone back five years in time before Slack and Hangouts. I mean, Hangouts was a thing too. I've gone back to that time where now I'm very focused. So what this allowed me to do, I've been able to time box myself, which I'm a fan of to begin with, um, but actually focus in and time box and get projects and work done and not be distracted. Um, So for me, week one of really putting focus and effort into this, successful. Um, your mileage may vary depending on what you're doing. Like if you're, you know, talking with customers left and right and you need, you know, help, then that's going to be a little bit different probably versus me. I'm doing more project work and thinking and actually, you know, how do we execute on this? It's much more focused. Um, and I haven't been like getting pinged left and right. So yeah, that's been my change, man. That's been my change. Week one so far. I'm in my groove again. I'm getting stuff done in record time. Um, I feel like it's much more focused and I'm not like scrambling. So. so I would believe you. So one of the, we were just talking about trackers and one of the nice things about the Apple watch is it gives you the ability to turn on and off notifications on an app mm-hmm. by app basis. When you're using a Garmin, you don't have that ability. It's like Mm. all notifications or no notifications. Mm. And so Mm. last week, it would have been about last Saturday, I decided that 
the only notifications I was going to get on my watch are phone calls and text messages. So basically, it's got to be important. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm, you know, I don't need that. So, you know, and there's some things I'm missing out on that I probably would have liked, you know, like someone standing at my front door. Uh, You know, I I probably would have liked to have that. But my theory was in a work day, I have a freneticness that I think is driven by alert overload because I was getting Mm -hmm. an alert for every email, regardless Mm -hmm. of how important it was. And every Mm -hmm. Slack message, regardless of how important it was. So it was just like overdrive all the time. Yep. And by removing that, I guess the thing I've noticed is I need to remember to loop back to the applications to check, to see, you know, what, you know, if I'm missing anything, but you're, kind of the same thing that you're looking for it's more puts you back in the driver's seat of how you're using your time yep so i'm getting dragged into less unimportant shit um and i think that pairs nicely with not just the time management thing that you're talking about but the other thing that i've been thinking about which is instead of reacting to things giving thoughtful responses and there's sometimes where you just need to like give someone quick, quick coaching, quick guidance, you know, like mm-hmm. on the fly. And then there's other times where it's like, you need to be very clear about your intentions yep. and, and, and give them, give them direction. And I think that sometimes that direction gets lost in Slack messages because it's just like, it's kind of great for real time, cl- near real time collaboration. I don't know, you know, but it's like the statement that you'll make at some point in here where it's like, we need to accomplish X gets buried under all the other, like tweaking to whatever you're working yep. on. So yep. yeah, I, I don't know. I could be convinced. I'm, I'm thinking back on why I made the switch to like all browser G Gmail anyway, because it's been that way for years. Mm-hmm. And I think it was, had something to do with like sharing uh, drive documents and like jumping in and out of that. So hmm. I, I might try this sec. You So the app uh, again, like Apple, they've been doing that. Uh, I was an outlook guy for many, many, many years, like old school outlook. And then I went to Apple mail cause you can't do this in Gmail is I have all my accounts there. Hmm. So I can, all right, I'm going to check in, you know, I can, I can see, okay, here's the work stuff, here's personal stuff, and I can get all the folders and everything else. I just, I sound like an old man, I know I do, but yeah, um, just being able to have that focus. And then the other nice thing too is on the iPad, kind of bringing this full circle now, on the iPad, it all, it all kind of syncs up and works super nicely together. So if you're crafting an email on your iPad, you go back to your desk and back and forth, it's all right there with the you know, magic of whatever, whatever, what is it called? whatever they called it handoff sync or handoff yeah handoff um but then there's also like focus modes on the ipad so when you craft an email bloop, it's focus mode and that's all you're doing so anyways try it out yeah, uh, yeah. i'd be interested to see what you think um because there are some things like the the calendar stuff is kind of a pain in the ass so i use apple calendar mm. uh so that's a little bit of a pain in the ass so i'll still have to go into you know google calendar if i want to create a new meeting to make sure it actually goes across a-okay 
and I can add the video link and all that. Yeah, there's still some some work that could be done there. Um, but for literally just reading and writing emails, and you can now, oh, again, Apple. You can send stuff later, which they should have done that many times ago, so you can schedule stuff. Which you, Oh, I do that all the time uh, in right. Gmail. Right, exactly. It, it, with the latest version of Mac, they finally brought it. So yeah, thanks, Apple, for you know being 20 years too late. Well, is it, is it, um, is it waiting in the client to send it, or is it, using yes. the gmail uh, api that is a really good question i don't know that's a really good question i don't know i'll have to try it out yeah um the other thing you can do too though is you can actually finally do like remind me stuff uh, so again yeah you, you know i'm not I, inbox zero was a fantasy for me <laughs> that's yeah that ship sailed a long it, time ago <laughs> yeah 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 but now i can do remind me so if i go oh, i need to look at this later remind me tomorrow it's the same thing as like when you the tasks and everything you do in in the um, Apple notes and, and to do's and reminders, you can schedule this stuff. So like legit, I have remind me tomorrow morning so I can just push it off. I know all this stuff exists in Gmail. I know, I know, I know, but, um, to bring it into a desktop client, I don't know. I'm at the pool writing emails. I don't have to worry about my internet going up and down. Yeah. Nice. I think that, I think that the, a browser client for email is always a compromise mm-hmm. and it's just, it's not wonderful. And maybe mm-hmm. that's why so much has moved to Slack, I guess. I, I don't know. Um, uh-huh. you, you're, you got me thinking now, Zach, and maybe I'll fire up my email clients and set this up and give it a, yeah. give it a shot and just see. Um, because the, I guess the other thing is like when you're using a browser, the e- new email notification gets mixed in with any other notifications coming through oh, the browser. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, that part isn't necessarily useful. I think also this interrelates with one of the other topics that that we were discussing last week, which is like iPad and, you know, is it ready for prime time? And mm-hmm. I think the thing that holds me back from saying, yes, the iPad is ready for prime time is specifically when you have to work with spreadsheets and you have to Mm -hmm. like do some like mild data entry, Mm -hmm. data comparison type things. Um, But I could totally see, you know, okay, I need to focus and work on this, you know, work on this detailed email and really communicate to someone the iPad being a better solution because you're not Mm -hmm. getting like bombarded with, you know, all the other stuff that's littering your desktop. Yep. Well, so yeah, uh, this will be week two of my new system and strategy. But um, so far, yeah, that's been Slack is Slack is taking a little bit of a backseat to my daily mm. driving. Nice. Yeah. All right, excellent. Okay, so I wanted to bounce this off you. I was having a chat with uh, I got new Google reps, and uh, the it's always interesting talking to Google reps. Sometimes you get good ones, sometimes you don't. You know, I've been on a decent run of good ones. But one of the hangups with my last reps was, you know, as AI has really taken hold with AdWords, the way Google that, ads. whatever I'm going to, I, you know what? They, they correct me. They're like, you know, it's Google ads. And I was like, it will always be AdWords for me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, well, we don't really blame you, but you know, our marketing people, which don't do anything but this, uh, yeah. <laughs> would prefer that you say Google ads. Yeah, whatever. Uh, anyway, uh, 
one of the one of the big hangups over the last like year was how exactly do we set up the the data going into Google ads in a way that, Mm -hmm. you know, sets the machine learning up for success. And so, you know, I did a test with ROAS and that was horrible. Um, You know, again, like I have for context, it's a SaaS business. It's B2B. I generate leads. My sales cycle is like max seven days. Right. So it's quick and I've got enough data that and this is kind of an important feature. Like I've got enough data that um, I probably could just be sending sales in. Um, rather than leads, but I've always op- optimized for leads because it's you know kind of quicker, instant results, and seems like it's um, I don't know just just more traditional conversion. Mm-hmm. Um, so talking talking to the old rep, they had suggested, well, let's put in a bunch of conversion steps and then let's value them, and. I don't think he really ever fully understood that I couldn't dynamically value them because I'm not like we're charging everyone the same price. (laughs) Like it's just a flat thing. So Mm -hmm. there is no dynamic uh, valuation. And so then the question that I used to ask him is like, okay, so how do I, am I messing with the valuations on the opportunities and the leads as a way to send signals into the black box? And how should I think about that? And that would that would hang him up. I don't know if he really ever understood my my question. Sort of, sort of like instead of CP like massaging my CPA targets, am I massaging like three different targets? You know, to or is it six? Because it's like I got my like my targets, and then I got like the value of those targets. You know, and I'm like all of a sudden massaging all of that. And uh, anyway. The new rep, yeah, yeah, exactly. You're doing the fingers. That's that's exactly yeah. what was happening. Yeah. The new yeah. rep was is like I guess more dedicated to B2B SaaS, and he's like, we just just like finished a study with our product managers for this, and the things that you need to know are this: machine learning happens at the account level. Mm-hmm. He's like, that's important, and I'm, I feel like we've always sort of known that and that's why we kind of like hold on to our accounts and you know don't delete them for the same reason we yep. hold on to campaigns and don't delete them but maybe that means that campaigns are less important and the accounts are more important now uh, which I, I think is you know maybe interesting to dig into but the other thing that he said is he's like we're gonna make the you should make the primary conversion your sale and then value that accordingly static is fine and then Mm -hmm. make your leads a secondary conversion and he's like that way he's like i think that we can cut down on some of your like consumer spam because the Mm -hmm. algorithm will see the sales from the b2b side and devalue Mm -hmm. the the other and so i was like okay this is that's an that's an interesting thing and i like kind of rehashed some of the conversations with the previous rep with him and he's like no. He's like, I can understand based <laughs> off the previous <laughs> guidance why the previous rep yeah. thought that that was the move. But he's like, that's yeah. also an e-commerce centric move for sure. of trying for sure. to like dynamically value each conversion. And he's like, you're just going to be driven mad by that because that's not yeah. how your business operates. It's like, you're doing a lot of massaging. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that's, you know what? I, uh, the setup sounds legit. Yeah. But how are you, what kind of bidding strategies are you using? I mean, target CPA. It's just, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're target CPAing on a purchase. Yep. Interesting. And then yep. you post that back once it once it happens. Yep. Interesting. Right. Which hmm. is like putting a lot of trust that HubSpot is going to communicate the GCLID back to yeah Google correctly. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> um, so yeah. Definitely, definitely. So, have you seen any changes? Like, what, what, when, when did you implement this? No, this is okay. So, this is a again, you know, subscribe to find out how this experiment goes. Uh, because there's two okay. things that I also need to decide. It's like, one, am I going to do it? I think I'm going to do it. It makes sense. It sort of logically makes sense. The question is when, because this is also high season right now, mm, and yeah. things are going well. So, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Hmm. Exactly. Um, well, but you could at least start setting up the infrastructure. Like you could start. It's a simple change. Post- it, okay, so it's yeah. a simple change, well, but it's an account yeah. level change. Yeah. So you, you get the hmm. like, okay, yes, it's like two buttons I have to click. I just change, change the two mm-hmm. conversion mechanisms, one from primary, and then the other one from primary to secondary. So they they get switched, right? But it's an account level change. So then that instantly changes everything in my account. Yep. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Let's, uh, yeah, we should definitely uh, follow back up on this. I'm very curious. Yeah. It'd be very interesting to see. Uh, I wonder though, so you said your sales cycle is like seven days. Yeah. I wonder if that's too long. What'd your rep say about that? Said it was fine. Um, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Because I know we'd talked previously and we're like, okay, yeah, we probably want like, you know, 30 or so conversions coming in per day, you know, and I, you know, I shared the number with him of number of uh, sales we do a month and he's like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. so you're totally fine. Um, hmm. and he's, he's like, because those secondary conversions are still coming in. So the machine learning is still getting still doing it. Yeah. It's still getting those micro conversions, but then it's able to value the ones that were worth a lot more to you a -hmm. lot more. So Hmm. yeah, very, yeah, I'm, I would love to hear your results and kind of the before and afters. Yeah. Very cool. (laughs) All right. Well, this will be an ongoing thing. It'd be like, buckle up. We're going to do it. Yeah. And then do it. Live live vicariously through Chris. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I hate doing these like sort of high stakes, like, you know, (laughs) tests. It's like, it's one thing when you're, when you're changing like copy and, you know, landing pages and all that, like all that kind of stuff's (laughs) kind of fun because the, you know, the reverse course is like instant, you know, just like I kill the AB test. But when you're like messing with, that kind of high level stuff. It's just like, YOLO. Uh, yeah, like I don't want it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. Final topic, Zach, uh, Chris, you have a lot of experience hiring people offshore, like yeah. VA type stuff. Yeah. And yeah. I have a couple of tasks that I am interested in putting in that type of position. Mm-hmm. And so I am curious from a very high level, where you look for these people, like how you kind of do the advertising and what you, what you look for, just like regardless of maybe regardless of the position, you know, this person is interesting versus this person is going to be a no. Yeah. 
Uh, all right, so let's start with the first question. Where? Uh, any job board. So like Upwork for you know Upwork's a big one still. Can get a lot of people there. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go to job specific sites. So like you can do Indeed. They're mm-hmm. all uh, international. Um, and then there's various sectors. So like if you're doing remote, there's remote job sites out there. Um, there's country specific job sites out there. So it just depends on what you're looking for, what your your skill sets that you need. Um, in terms of like non-negotiables, communication, communication, communication. Mm-hmm. So typically what I'll do is uh, when I post a job posting, I'll leave little Easter eggs in there and say you must reference this or tell me your favorite color or something else like that um, in your application. Because if you're on a popular site, you will get spam hundreds. You'll get spammed. You'll get hundreds of applications. So that right there makes it super easy. So if people don't respond or you know do your Easter egg, again, what's your favorite color? What kind of food do you like? Uh, you know things like that. Just something simple to make sure that it's not a robot and they're actually paying attention. So that's one. And then once you find someone that's a little bit interesting, don't interview them. <laughs> like converse with them over email. Mm. So this does two things. This shows you they can comprehend and they can write. And it can also show you like the time zone situation. So depending on where you're hiring from and depending like. exactly. Right. So if you say, hey, this job, I need you here, you know, Monday through Friday from nine to five, email them between nine and five and see when they respond. Um, so that's kind of a, you know, you could, again, just simple conversation just to see how their grammar is. Again, it depends on what you're looking for. Um, but a VA, typically you need good comprehension of grammar in, in writing. Um, and so at that point, you know, it's kind of like a, a job interview situation. So it depends on how crazy you want to go. Usually I'll do like a test project. Mm. Um, again, these, you know, these folks are kind of used to this at this point now, especially yeah. like the good ones. They're used to being vetted out a little bit. Right. Um, well, that's a good practice, on, you know, regardless of who you're yeah. hiring. It's a good test yeah. project. Always do a test project. Always do a test project. Um, and that's it. Like, you know, if you want to do an interview, cool. I mean, it, if it's someone that's virtual for you, are you going to be talking to them on the camera? If not, make it optional for them. Um, oftentimes where I'm hiring from, people don't like doing interviews. So, you know, they'll do the test project. They're good to go. We'll get everything finalized and get up and running. Um, we can do an interview if, if, the, if the candidate wants it, but often, I mean, they don't need it for what we're having them do. Um, so that's it. That, that's kind of it. I mean, treat it like an employee. Um, but I found that just clear communication, expectations is really, really, really important. Um, and being aware of the cultures is also critically important. Mm. So like we, um, depending on the cultures you're hiring from, some take direction, some don't. Some expect you to provide detailed, like, doc, you know, like just in their culture. They, they expect to be told what to do. Um, and they'll just sit there idle if you don't have something from them. Like they, they'll just sit there idle instead of saying, hey, I need something to work on. Um, so just be cognizant of your culture that you're hiring from. But yeah, it's an interesting. There's there's also placement services out there for this type of thing. Um, I forget what the name of it, but if you do some Googling around, click on some PPC ads, um, you can find some of these services out there that, that will kind of hook you up. Um, but some of them are kind of scammy, so you got to be careful. Some of them right. will just... Yeah, well, you know, say you're paying someone a thousand dollars, they'll be paying the the virtual admin like, like two hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And they're collecting, you know, it's, and then that that sucks. That sucks for everyone. Um, 
Well, that's it. And then in terms of payment and everything else, that your platform should handle it for you. Um, yep. That's it. So. Got it. Yeah, you know, bang, I think bang, that boom. I think that makes sense. I think um, test project. I've I've heard a lot of you know like a lot of real estate agents use VAs, um, and they their advice typically is like you treat them exactly like a regular yeah. employee. Exactly. So for them, video is probably important. And I, and I guess the thing that sparked this for me is I was working with a partner and the partner, you know, it's kind of funny because it's like, um, hey, how many employees do you have? You know, and they give you some large number. It's like, how many of those employees are onshore? It's like, oh, you know, like 10 percent. And mm-hmm. it's like, OK, how many offshore? And then when you're talking mm-hmm. to them, the you know, you're on a you know a Google Meet or Zoom or whatever, and all of their people are there. You know, and they're all, you know, they're all crushing it. They're all, you know, like awesome people. But it's like, okay, I see. I see that you're you're like leveraging offshore uh, Mm -hmm. talent, you know, really extensively. So I think they're they're doing more of like kind of what you were talking about, like where they probably did video video interview um, in. And I think a test project would probably be good anyway. Um, But yeah. Yeah. Uh, what places have you had good luck with? Philippines? Yeah. 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 I have weirdly good luck in Argentina as well. Yeah. So near shores also. Yeah. Yeah. So Argentina, Brazil, um, all, yeah, all up and down uh, North America. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You can get some, I guess the other thing that I've had experience with is like sort of South American digital nomads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The common thing. Yeah, exactly. Living they, the dream. Yeah, Living exactly. the dream. They sound like they're from California. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but they're just like, you know, <laughs> where are you this week? You know. Yep. So, Living the dream, man. That's yeah. what they're doing. Living the dream. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. Well, I'll probably have more questions next time. Uh, but that was, cool. that was that was kind of the starting point that I think I was looking right. for. The, yeah. the encouragement. You can do it, Chris. You can do it. <laughs> Go bigger. Go bigger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Excellent. All right. Any final thoughts, Zach? I'll, I'll turn on the music. Waiting for it. Waiting for it. Oh, there it goes. There it is. There it is. Oh. Uh, I will say this. We are sticking to our New Year's resolution of an episode a week. We are. Yeah. This one might be a little cool. bit late. It's probably going to go live tomorrow. Better late than never. Yeah. But we're doing it. Exactly. All right, Zach. All right, that's all I got. Good talking to you. Okay. See ya. And stop. And we're done. So I think that when I'm editing it, I usually take that out anyway and just do a, kind of a regular whatever. Okay. Mm. So yeah, and right now. Did you fire Jay yet? So okay. Wrap your mind around this.